This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. It's a typical busy Friday afternoon in Oakland, Chinatown. Residents fill the sidewalks and run their errands. They're mostly Chinese elders, pulling their rolling grocery strollers and walking, arms linked with younger family members. Vendors bag up fresh produce for their customers. Butchers chop meat with their heavy cleavers. The streets of Oakland Chinatown are lively, but that only lasts till around 3 p.m. when the neighborhood's surviving businesses, from bakeries to grocery stores, close up shop. Why? As you walk around, you can just get a feel for the level of concern and violence. Take a look at all the boarded up businesses here. That's Bob Yi. He's a member of the East Bay Toysan Association, a fraternal organization for Chinese immigrants based in Oakland Chinatown. He's a retiree who volunteers every week with the group's foot patrol. The association is one of a number of volunteer patrol groups that popped up earlier this year in response to public safety concerns in the neighborhood, crimes that have driven some residents to avoid running errands in Chinatown altogether. Like other neighborhoods across Oakland, Chinatown has seen an uptick in robberies and violence. At the same time, racism and attacks against Asian Americans have gotten a lot of attention in the past year and a half, especially with the backdrop of former President Trump blaming China for the COVID-19 pandemic. Some people call it the Chinese flu, the China flu. The city has been grappling with rising crime since early 2021. Both armed robberies and shootings have jumped nearly 50 percent compared to 2020. And while it's unclear whether crime has spiked more in Chinatown than elsewhere in the city, the violence in the neighborhood has left many residents terrified. That's why Yi has volunteered to patrol the neighborhood. My feeling was was that at this particular point in time, all of us as a community need to do something. Whatever it is in your comfort zone, whether it be attending a rally going on a foot patrol, making a donation, buying a loved one a can of pepper spray. We just have to all do something. Yi is one of about 10 volunteers on patrol on this day. The Toyson Foot Patrol strolls the neighborhood every day from 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. They're mostly retirees, walking around in bright neon orange hats and vests, checking in on merchants. Yi says his patrols have seen a handful of crimes. We witnessed an attack and robbery back in May. It's on that corner on the very left there. I'll show it to you. They jumped in the car and sped off right here. Uh, this, this older woman was, uh, was sitting down and she could not get up. So she, she, was, she was bruised up, she had, she had blood on her, so we had to call for an ambulance and police to help her. The Toyson Foot Patrol says it plays a support role for the Oakland police. They take logs of crimes, especially from residents who don't speak English, and they make that information available to the cops. The police can only do so much. We're not everywhere. This is We fulfill a unique role in the community right now. And it's one of those things that you, you kind of wish that we didn't need to do this. 
But the city of Oakland is having an intensifying debate on how to allocate resources to the police. In May, Mayor Libby Schaaf proposed a two-year budget that would have increased funding for the Oakland Police Department by spending $693 million total. The city council members redirected about $18 million of her proposed budget to fund violence prevention measures in social services. But the police budget still received a $9 million boost. On the heels of last summer's protests following the murder of George Floyd, the defund the police movement gained influence in Oakland, including in Chinatown. But there isn't a unanimous sentiment in the neighborhood. An incident in early August became a rallying cry by Chinatown leaders to demand more policing. A bystander who tried to intervene in a daytime robbery was shot and wounded. Carl Chan, the president of the neighborhood's Chamber of Commerce, made a public plea to Governor Gavin Newsom a few days later. Governor Newsom, we want you to do is declare a state of emergency for City of Oakland. We want you to bring in California Highway Patrol. I'm not only asking you to patrol in Chinatown, I'm asking sending the police, the CHP, to the City of Oakland. All areas, we need your help. Mayor Schaaf sent Chan's request to Newsom, which he later approved, sending the California Highway Patrol and other state law enforcement authorities to Oakland. The CHP began patrolling Oakland streets September 12th. That's in addition to the increased police presence in Chinatown. Residents have noticed more foot patrols and police SUVs on almost every block in the neighborhood. Oakland resident and community organizer Liz Suck says the presence sends the wrong message about the community's needs. The mayor is, again, um, pushing a pro-police agenda in Oakland that, rather than unifying the city, um, is really pitting communities against each other. Suck is from East Oakland, and she's the executive director of Oakland Rising, an alliance of progressive and social justice-minded organizations in the city. She's concerned that the call for more policing in Chinatown sends the wrong message at a time when different communities of color are asking for reductions in the use of police. One of the things that is really difficult for me is that it's being framed as sort of like hate crimes. And the framing around that that's difficult, that it then centers the criminal justice system as a legitimate one, right? And it is not legitimate because it is a system that targets certain people, particularly Black and brown folks, communities of color, and immigrant folks as criminal. Stop AAPI Hate, a community-based reporting site that's been tracking the attacks, shows that a majority of the reported incidents across the country, more than 80 percent, are actually verbal harassments, not physical ones. Another study from the University of Maryland showed that most of the offenders are white. The most viral videos of crimes against Asians, though, ones that have garnered wide media attention and helped galvanize a Stop Asian Hate movement, have featured attacks by black men, including here in Oakland. Two men in black and white hoodies mug an Asian man down on the ground with a cane by his side. Police say the two suspects are black males in their 20s. It's what's led people like David Wan, another volunteer with the Toys on Foot Patrol, to believe that robberies and assaults against Chinatown residents are racially motivated. I don't think you can spin it any other way. You know, when you look at the majority of the crimes, they're committed against, you know, elderly, you know, Asians. You know, a lot of them are women. Uh, probably a third of them are probably, you know, walking with a cane also. 
So how could you say that those are not, you know, racially motivated crimes? Juan says that's why the defund the police movement works against the needs of the Oakland Chinatown community. No, I, I don't know of anybody that wants, at least not in the Chinatown area, that wants to defund the police. I think everyone here, especially, you know, right now, today, is, you know, for more police presence. But some activists and organizers, like Suck, say these narratives are missing important contexts and mask the real causes behind the spike of crimes in Oakland Chinatown. So, yes, Chinatown is situated currently in Oakland, where it is, which is downtown Oakland. And there is a large transient community that have unmet health, mental health service needs, right? And so if we just said this is Asian hate crimes as it stands, then we're going to go after what we consider the perpetrators. But if we don't give the context that It is actually an exacerbated mental health issue. It is an exacerbated unhoused issue. If we framed it in that way, then we would address the mental health issue. We would address the housing issue. But that's not how it's framed. Key Lam, a program and facility manager with the Oakland Chinatown-based organization Asian Prisoner Support Committee, or APSC, agrees. He says there are other reasons why Chinatown residents are vulnerable. I feel like the increased crime is... Uh, it's economic uh, issue. It's not a racial issue. Uh, it's an economic opportunity for poor people to rob each other uh, because everyone know that Asian people do not use the bank. And then plus the other thing with Chinatown is like most stores only accept cash. And so a lot of our elders are, are walking around with money in their pockets and people outside our community knows that. Uh, this is not no secret. This has been known for decades. And now because of with the heart, with COVID you know, on the rise and lack of job opportunity, people are struggling. And so, you know, they, they result to, you know, violence, you know, and crime to meet their needs. As a refugee from Vietnam and as someone who was incarcerated for over two decades, Lam straddles two communities in Oakland Chinatown. He says that policing and the tough-on-crime policies of the 90s traumatized Asian communities along with other communities of color, but that it isn't openly discussed because of cultural taboos, especially for families that have incarcerated loved ones. Some of our residents actually are traumatized by police, but they don't say it. Because that's one of the issues in our communities is that we remain silent. You know, we don't speak our mind because when we do speak our mind, our own community, you know, uh, chastises us for that, you know. And they say, why are you speaking out against this? You know, you should keep your mouth shut. Key says it's those kinds of cultural barriers that make it difficult for some in the community, such as older generations, to understand the complexities of the criminal justice system and why policing can be detrimental to communities. We need to rally up our people to come together and talk about these issues because people say, oh, yeah, police is great, you know, in our community. You know, they're keeping us safe. But that's, in reality, that's, you know, that's short term. And that that isn't long because they're not going to be there forever. And if they do stay there, what what is the result of that? Lam says police aren't the long-term solution for public safety in Chinatown. After a short break, a peek into the work of another grassroots effort that might be. We'll be right back. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. How you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, good. Walking with the Toyson Foot Patrol group, I can see how friendly the group is with the Oakland police officers in the neighborhood. So just so you know, we love you guys. The volunteers even pause for a photo with police officers at the intersection of 10th and Webster. Stand right here. Uh-huh. Including Officer Dondero who says the group helps empower their police work. It's awesome. It shows the real community, like the sense of community they have and pride and everything. You know, um, they're going out here and they want to make it a safer place. And, you know, it's unfortunate the events that have occurred um, over the past year or so. Um, and we, we feel the same way. How has your work had to change in the community in light of recent events? Um, we, we have a, a detail that's focused just in the Chinatown area now. So we don't have any other responsibilities besides just to help out Chinatown with whatever calls for service might be needed, whatever the citizens need. The increased presence of police officers like Officer Dondero, along with the extra set of eyes from the Toyson Foot Patrol, has pleased many Oakland Chinatown merchants. Here's chiropractor Stuart Chen, handing over a $1,000 check to the Toyson Foot Patrol group as it walks by his practice. He's supporting them because he says they provide Oakland Chinatown a much-needed sense of security. Personally, myself, I've been robbed twice, not recently, but at least in the last five years. My staff have been punched right here in the front door. Cell phone snatch, purses snatch. Look at this, this critical mass. And with your orange vest, yeah, it's very noticeable. I want to say too, it's either them or the step up of police patrol. But the last two weeks, it's been quiet in Chinatown. I love it. Some community organizers say outcries for more policing resources from folks in Chinatown threaten to further divide communities of color. In the last year, there have been efforts to promote solidarity between Asian and Black communities in Oakland and beyond. Murals and posters in Oakland Chinatown have the slogans Stop Asian Hate and Asians for Black Lives. There's a few of us orgs that are coming together to talk about cross-cultural, cross-racial solidarity and healing. Here's Lam from the Asian Prisoner Support Committee again. Where is all this issue coming from? Like, why is uh, there's more robberies in Chinatown? And, and, and most of the, the robbery, you know, on social media is by African-American young folks, right? Activists like Oakland Rising's Liz Suck have emphasized that the long-standing relationship between Asian and Black communities dates to the 1960s, especially here in the Bay Area. We need to build off of these historical relationships of solidarity. That if we go back to the Third World Liberation Fronts um, and the activism that came out of San Francisco State University, and that if we looked at the Black Panther Party and the Yellow Peril and the Brown Berets, that this is a model by which we can actually exact change. Activists also say that rerouting funds to grassroots efforts that serve the more holistic needs of a community would be a better use of resources than the police. On Thursday, Chinatown celebrated the return of Lincoln Summer Nights, a community festival in Oakland Chinatown that halted during the pandemic. 
local residents of all ages, and community resource organizations gathered in Lincoln Square Park. Circus performers and musicians provided the entertainment as attendees made their way around tables and booths. Also in the park, the Family Bridges Community Ambassador Program. It's another volunteer patrol organization, but this group, wearing green vests, takes a different approach than their orange-vested counterparts. Hi, my name is Sakon Lassifangtong. I'm one of the ambassadors of Oakland Chinatown, and I'm also the director of housing services for Family Bridges. While the Toyson Foot Patrol considers itself the eyes and ears of the police, These community ambassadors are invested in cleaning up the trash and graffiti in the neighborhood, engaging with the unhoused population, and keeping an eye on elders. One thing that we always take into um, a priority is always safety and cleanliness, because I think safety and cleanliness go hand in hand, especially in Chinatown. You walk there, the street is clean, and it shows folks that, hey, somebody care about this community, and somebody's watching. So when you come here, please just enjoy yourself and don't cause any trouble because that's not what we want. We want this place to be clean and safe for everyone to enjoy. Suck echoes Lassa Fangtong's assertion that the streets of Chinatown and across the city have been neglected. The city of Oakland has not increased their uh, public works department budget in many years. And so as somebody who grew up in a deep east Oakland, to watch the city deteriorate where it just got dirtier and dirtier and messier and messier. And then we just saw, as that was happening, we saw increase after increase after increase in the police department budget. And um, and that, that doesn't necessarily bring us safety. The community ambassadors were established with the help of the Asian Prisoner Support Committee. And formerly incarcerated community members make up the backbone of the program. Lassa Fangtong, who is 46 years old, is a former juvenile lifer who served 20 years before re-entering society two and a half years ago. He says he leverages his experience to help de-escalate the violence in Chinatown, and he recognizes the need for a larger definition of public safety in the neighborhood. We're just out here helping out our community members because if, if, I, if we're not out here helping folks that are in need, then... A lot of time when people are desperate, they do things that are desperate. And that could mean, you know, snatching somebody's purse, stealing or robbing somebody. And so we want to be proactive. And being out here is being proactive. While some residents in the neighborhood call for increased police presence and stronger prosecutions of criminals, Lassa Fangtong says incarceration can't be the key to solving Oakland Chinatown's long-term needs. Even having gone through the criminal justice system himself, Lassa Fangtong says the police may have a role to play in the community as long as support and resources are given to other community stakeholders too, like the Family Bridges Community Ambassador Program. I think uh, everybody have a role to play, like the police have a role to play, we have a role to play. But, you know, like I said, I, I'm not, I have nothing against the police. I mean, they're out here supporting us as well. So, yeah, we, we could use a lot more um, funding to, to do the things we do. And I believe, I think we got the lowest funding, but yet we have the most commitment. Lassa Fangtong says that community residents themselves must also be proactive by engaging deeply with the community itself. He says it's a much better investment in the well-being of the entire neighborhood rather than relying on external members like the police 
for true public safety. Incarceration is, is not the, the only answer, you know. They just got to come out here and just walk the street with us. You know, that's one thing I want to send out a message out there is I encourage you, you know, to, to organize, you know, some kind of cleanup in your community and just go out there and get to know your community. Because a lot of times, a lot of folks, they don't get to know their neighbors and they can't really uh, come together and, and speak about their differences and, and what, what share their ideas and opinion how to make, how to uplift their community to make it safer and better. This episode of Fifth Emission was written by me and produced with the help of King Kaufman, Karen Creighton, and Sarah Feldberg. You can find ongoing coverage of Oakland Chinatown and the city's policing efforts on sfchronicle.com or on the Chronicle app. I'd like to thank the Oakland Chinatown community members who spoke to me for this story. Special thanks to Jessica Flores as well, and to you for listening. (laughs) 